Through the lens of loving local and seeing global, we obsessively search for people whose stories need to be told and how OKC played a supporting role. Hosted by Katherine Bexton and Emmy Cobes, welcome to Action City. Emmy. Hi. Hi. Okay, we're re-recording our pit and peak, people. Yeah, we're we're telling on ourselves. Well, we we recorded a really long one. I'm well, pretty sure okay. nobody we didn't in for know that if long. our guest tonight was going to happen because of we've had scheduling issues and things and people were sick and people got better and whatever. So we recorded a really long peak <laughs> on Monday. It would be a whole episode. Thinking that could be a whole Thank episode. Thank God it wasn't. Thank God. We Thank were, God. We were I'm sorry to whomever had listened to that for 40 so minutes. So if you watched our 34 minute my Instagram Karen, video. I'm, Karen listened to her, watched it, and she's like, Catherine, I was watching when I was doing the laundry, and she goes, and then I got to this one part, and she goes, and then I just started stressing out, and then I had to turn it off. <laughs> it was stressed. I think we were stressed. So we're re-recording our pits and peaks just are. because, I mean, we had to. <laughs> we had to. But we're going to be speedy in this pit and peak. Yeah. So what's your pit? What's your peak? What's my pit? My pit? Okay, I'm going to I'm going to redo my pit now. Yeah. So I was in New York for seven nights. Yeah. And, you know, when the mom goes out of town, it's a, it's a little bit different from when the dad goes out of town. The dad packs a bag and walks out the door. <laughs> and literally everything continues on. When Jim goes out of town, the only thing that's added onto my plate is the dog. Okay. Everything else is my life is totally normal the way it is. Okay. But the dog. So that is what the dog is too much for me to handle. So I send the dog to my mom's house. But yeah. when I go out of town, it's like Jim is taking over my whole life and it's now he has the dog, but now he's got everything else. Okay. So when I get home from New York, I walk in the door and he like, sits down. Yeah. <laughs> he's, never he's, gets done. Back up again. he's done. He's done. His job, his seven day job is now done. And now my lifetime job picks back up again. <laughs> Like there, there's, I mean, I'm straight back to the dishes and the laundry and the dinner and the forms and the da 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 I mean, when he comes back from a trip, he walks the dog yeah. and then gets in bed. So that that's the, the coming home. And I will say he really did a wonderful job and we had had some doing some construction. So I had to move all this stuff right before I left and he had taken everything to Goodwill. He had removed all the stuff that was sitting in our dining room. He had bought me two orchids. Like, so he really worked hard, I think to make it look really nice when I got home. And so I really appreciated that, but it's just welcome back to real life. I mean, it's, yeah, let me it's tell like you, a pretending hard... like you live in New York for seven days is, <laughs> is almost just torturous. Well, that's a vacation. Although you were working, it was a work but, trip. I mean, it was a work trip, but, so but my it's peak, like the best work trip you, guys, you could ever have, right? I have the best job. Yeah. I mean, I have two jobs, I guess, because this is also a job. This is also the best job. Like, I'm like, feel like I'm the luckiest person. Ours. I love my job. I actually said that to somebody the other day. I was like, I don't know how I looked out and like having all these fun, all things. these fun things to do. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah. I looked at Angela. We're walking on the street in New York and I mean we hadn't been I'd really been there for that long in a year and a half and yeah. I looked at her and I was like I don't know how I got so lucky but I love this and I like we had the best time she's so easygoing we worked all day and then we have dinner at night we went to several different restaurants some of them sucked we went to our favorite Italian restaurant in Brooklyn it's called Misi if you haven't been there I mean run do not walk there's a sister restaurant called Lilia, which was oh, my Lilia. favorite restaurant. Yeah. So the person who owns Missy Robbins, who owns Lilia, also owns Missy. Why do you like Missy more than Lilia? No, no, no. I like Lilia equally as well. Oh, okay. But 
it's going to Brooklyn. I, I can't go to Brooklyn twice. Like it's kind of a hike. Totally. So we just happened to get reservations at Missy. So that's where we went. But gotcha. she, but Missy Robbins did recommend this other restaurant that we went to called Chouquette. And if my sister's listening, she's texted me three times today because they had a, I guess in New York Times today, they reviewed Chouquette. Oh, wow. And it's owned by the same people that own this restaurant called Shuka. It's a Mediterranean restaurant like in Soho. Uh-huh. And I think it's way better than Shuka, actually. So we went to Chouquette. And How it's was the Mediterranean. review? Was it good? I don't know. She hasn't told me yet. So, but she's no joke. The text messages will not stop. Like, why aren't you calling me back? I've got to know about Chouquette. Uh, what, I, so... Yeah. Those were like, Chouquette was amazing. And another restaurant, I would give you my restaurant recommendations. The other one we absolutely loved in Tribeca, brand new. It's called One White Street. Mm-hmm. And it's owned by a family that owns a farm in upstate New York. So all the vegetables come from the farm. The restaurant is beautiful. The top two floors are like a six course taste, like tasting menu. We did the a la carte in the bar. But so if you're going to New York and you're going to Tribeca, I go to One White Street. So really, New York was my peak. I mean, like just top peak. Loved it. Yeah. So you, yes. I don't want to live there. But I love going and I want and I love that I get to go for seven days. In fact, I would go for like two weeks if I could. I actually I could see that. Three days is not enough. Yeah. It's like a tease kind of. Yeah. You don't get to do all the fun stuff. No. So I that, feel that. that's my that's my pit and my peak. What's yours? Um, let's see. I guess. Are you changing yours? Or are you get, giving me a new one? Yeah, I'm giving you new ones because okay. they both kind of dawned on me today. Okay, so it so, seems good we have those extra days. So my pit is that I've realized I've been super antisocial while I've been pregnant. Oh, you got to give yourself a break, right? No, but it's like to the point where I like haven't been calling friends back. Like I've just realized that like a lot of connections in my life that I find that I find important. That you value, yeah. I have not nourished those relationships at all. Like, and I understand, you know, I can say I'm busy. I just started a job. I, you know, have two kids, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm pregnant, whatever. But I've realized, I don't know. I just like haven't had like a drive to be very social is that weird was it like that with the first two pregnancies you think no no? I I think I was more of a trooper like I think I made more of an effort and it's not even just like me not wanting to go to events or do things it's like me not connecting with my friends I've realized is that weird I just I don't know no I I think that three is a lot I mean I think the concept of three and actually three is a lot but I don't think it's the baby's fault. Like the baby's not. We can't blame this yet. on the baby. Right. But I think something's blame going it on, on with it's me. Just, I don't know. I think So you think it's just a coincidence that you happen to be pregnant and you're feeling and you're like it just dawned on me that like I have some really good girlfriends who I've not talked to in like weeks. You know? And like I used to spend an hour on the phone with once a week. Who has that kind of time? I I mean like an hour on the phone between stuff or like my best friend from college would talk on the phone to me for an hour every day if I would let her. Well, so my, that's that's one of my people. It's my <laughs> best friend so from mad college. That I call her like back. she just had a ba- her second baby and she's been calling me and I haven't called her back and like I don't have an excuse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, so I'm kind of. I, I will say all my friends will tell you. I'm the worst at calling back. Like, I mean, if any of my I'm good at friends it. are listening, I'm like, horrible at it. And so see, that's what I'm saying. It's very out of this whole antisocial not. And it's not even antisocial. It's like, I don't know. I just like haven't been connecting. And I just realized it today because I my one of my good girlfriends who I adore. We had a play date with her kids. And I realized like while I was sitting there, I was like, oh, my God, I, like I haven't like really reached out to her. Like she called me to do this play date and like. Before that, I hadn't talked to her in a while. You know what I mean? But you said yes, and you went. No, totally. And yeah. that's the thing. It's not like I'm trying not right, to avoid just... anybody. 
Do you think time just flies sometimes? Like sometimes I look up and I'm like, oh my God, it's been six months. Well, I realize like Jeff and I have been doing a really good job of focusing on each other recently. Like we've gone on a bunch of date nights and things like that, which I think is great. But then I'm like, I can't. Put on, Do that at the yeah. expense of everything else. It's got to sort of be a Well, and I don't even know if that's what is expending or what, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even think that that's the reason. I just feel like I'm just being lazy or something. It just One thing I know about you is that you're not lazy. I don't know. that I've never seen that about you. Well, I'll just say it was kind of a wake up call today when I was like, oh, wait, I haven't talked to that person. Oh, my God, I haven't talked to that person. Oh, my God. Like, I went through the list of like, you know, like your rotation of yeah. seven people. So maybe you're like, OK, by the end of the week, I'll call person one no I need to and then next week I'll call person two exactly that's literally what I was like I was like okay I need to check in you're good at checking things off a list okay what's your list um I think my peak is that I finally look pregnant like I've, <laughs> I've had people be like, oh, when are you due? And I'm like, oh, by the way, God. who says that? Nobody should ever say this. Ha- I'm not going to. No, this happened the other the pers- day. No, Lynn. Who to somebody just... who was not pregnant and I was standing there and it was. Oh, uh, well, OK. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's I'm saying I look pregnant enough to where somebody can, can say that say, and I'm not offended yes. and nobody could get offended because I'm actually pregnant. You know what I right, mean? Right. Like before I just felt really fat. So now it's like, <laughs> oh, right. There's like a round tummy. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And like he's kicking more and like he all the is. good. And that's my honestly, my favorite part about being pregnant is like feeling the kicks. Like it's like I, having an alien inside of you. I, I just mean, could I never just get used live to it for it. I don't know what it oh. is. And like even when they're like really, really big and you're super uncomfortable. And you can like see it. Yes. You're not even like feeling I, it. Just I, seeing even it. then I like still kind of love it. Oh. I still really love it. Honestly, that's this is my favorite part about being pregnant is like when you're randomly sitting there and you like feel like a little boop and you're like oh you're like hi what's up down there i know it how's it going also my other pit is that we don't have a name not even close we did sort of yesterday we sort of went through all the family names and i just it's a swing and a miss everything nothing has landed i we do i would like to know people's opinion on this because we sort of had this discussion briefly what if your siblings want to use, or somebody else wants to use the same name that you want to use? Like, how do you feel about that? I sort of, my sister, I think, I think we had like Walker was one of our short names, I think it and depends. she's like, "Don't do that. I'm going to do that." And I was like, "You can still do it. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me." I think it depends on your relationship with the person. I actually, okay. if you don't like the person, then you're annoyed. Yes, like, yeah. like my yes, like I know somebody who's pregnant right now. They're they have. It's like one of those quasi friends who's like not really a friend, but they're sort of in your circle, but you yes. don't really like like them that much. Uh-huh. You tolerate you know? them. Yeah. Yeah. She now is using the same name and she's due like three weeks before. So it's like really annoying. Now people are going to think she picked the name. Exactly. So in that case, I was like, uninvite this girl to your baby shower. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm going to give you my one piece of advice about names. What? Not that you always want, that you want my advice, but so, you know, I really want to name Gracie Clementine. Clementine. I think you know that I wanted yes. to name her Clementine. I want to name her Clementine Rose. I was like obsessed with this name and it was because I had met this darling girl who was from France and her name was Clementine. Oh my god! And she was like the cutest thing. Her nickname was Clemmy and she had this, like, she was just cute as a button. Right. And I was like, oh my obsessed. God, I'm naming my kid Clementine. Yeah. And I let all these people talk, talk me out, out of it. it. And I kick myself every day for being talked out of it. I don't know why I didn't stand my ground. I don't know why I didn't say I'm doing what I want. And if you find a name that you really love, I mean, obviously Jeff has to sort of be on board. Like I could have talked Jim into it for sure. But you go with it. I think and don't let yeah. anybody talk you into something you don't want to do. That's the thing is if I felt that sort of like gumption about a name, I think I could like really stand behind it. But it's yet to it hasn't the 
like moment hasn't happened where I'm like, that's it. You still have what, 20 weeks left? I'm 18 weeks. weeks. So yeah, I have like, weeks? I have 21 weeks because I'll go it. a week early. Yeah. So anyways. Okay. If anybody has a last name for a first name for a boy. A last name for a first name. I was going to say Campbell, but you've already done that. Campbell was on my short list for, yeah. for a girl or for a boy, actually. The, 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 I liked it for a girl or a boy. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, I and that Huffman's name. a family. Like, I mean, he's Jeffrey Huffman Copes III. What about Winston? That's my mom's I uh, like dad. Winston. was my mom's dad's middle name. There's, I just know a lot of dogs named Winston. Oh, that's tough. Right? And Winnie. Win. Win. I know a guy that's named a, Win. I know somebody named Win, but that's, he's older. Yeah. I don't okay, know. Okay, I'll be thinking. DM us if you if you have any good names. Seriously, at this point, I'm like nobody's going to give away their names based on our. Yeah, that's true. Oh my goodness! Okay, we're so excited about. Yeah, we are so excited. Literally, (laughs) like I can't even tell you. I mean, I think okay. So I've only Catherine's really our guest booker. We're just going to reveal that. No, but I'm horrible at it. Just but she's like for the most part when we made our business plan, which (laughs) by wasn't really a real business plan. (laughs) We divided up jobs and like it was. Catherine's laughing because like my other job was maybe advertising, but I've done a really bad job at that. So I don't even remember. But I'm just saying under Catherine's jobs is the booker is the booker however I occasionally throw people in here and this was one of mine that and I threw Amy, in here maybe you should take the job well this is no so because good. This one's so good. no I love uh, obviously all the people we've had have been incredible been amazing, yeah but I love throwing them in on you because now you're obs- you're more obsessed with this person oh. than like even possible I'm so excited you yeah. know what else I loved I didn't know anything about her before and most of our guests I feel like somehow I knew somehow I literally never knew this person yeah exactly Exactly. And that was you so would, much fun. Well, and that's and also it's a food podcast, oh, mm, and mm. I get really self conscious about my food choices when I bring them to Catherine, and I I nailed this. Food. Oh, you guys! Like mm-hmm. you said, best yeah. key lime pie, right? Best key lime pie I've ever eaten. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so sorry, Lynn. Gracie. I mean, yours was pretty good, but not this. Well, <laughs> best professional <laughs> me. Key lime yeah, pie. yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. I think it's the best pie. I mean, it's yeah. In def- uh, yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Give the big reveal. <laughs> so, Lynn Muir is the co founder and head baker of the Rail Yard Pie Company. Growing up, Lynn learned to make pies from her grandmother. After living all over the U.S. as a kid, she learned the skill of making friends. She has made her final stop in Edmond, Oklahoma, where her pie shop resides today. Her story and is in a word, inspiring, and she is living proof that believing in yourself means you can really accomplish anything. Now you can find her pies at Sunnyside Diner and at her shop located in the rail yard. Please welcome Lim to Action City. Looking for your voice to be heard? Have a passion and want to share it with those of a common mindset? Have a business or brand that needs to get the word out but don't know where to advertise? Contact Black & Studios, a full-spectrum, cutting-edge podcast studio that services clients from all over the country. Black & Studios offers you more than just a podcast. We offer you an experience. In-house production from audio-video recording, editing, marketing, advertisement, and exposure with over thousands of people listening weekly. Black & Studios doesn't hesitate to back local businesses. So when you want your voice heard, Black & Studios has your back. Search Black & Studios on all social platforms. Email at podcast at blackandstudios.com or visit us at blackandstudios.com. And remember, 
it's blacking. Lynn. Yes. We're super excited you're here. I mean. And we're super <laughs> excited because I know you guys Can't. cannot see or taste or smell anything that's in the studio, but Lynn brought us some pies. From we have key lime, coconut cream, banana. Black bottom banana. Black bottom banana, which means there's chocolate on top of banana. And then what does the one Richard have? Mocha. Chocolate, 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 chocolate mocha. mocha. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, so Let's just say we're dinner. kind of like, I hope mm-hmm. our energy comes up because we're sort of in food coma. It food was coma, so But good. I think the sugar is going to give us a boost. So that'll you be think? good. I don't know. <laughs> it's I so picked good. key lime, of course, which is like my all time favorite. Yes. It I picked the black bottom banana. Perfectly which tart. Was... Oh my God. The crust was like the perfect thickness. It wasn't too thin and it wasn't so hard that you couldn't like crunch into it. Oh my gosh. It was, guys. yeah. Oh, rail guys. Yard Pie Company in, in Edmond. Edmond. In the Rail Yard, which is, I've been sort of recently. There's a well, pizza place I went have to. Have you been to Plant in Edmond? No, I'm the worst. Oh, okay. So it's her, I think y'all share back doors, guys, correct? Oh, you do? Well, we don't connect. Our It's the same building. She's oh, the front gotcha. half on the back half. Oh, so well, you, you go, go to Plant to eat something healthy and then you sneak out the back. That's literally so what knows. I did. That's how <laughs> I discovered. Got a piece of pie. <laughs> I told Emma, we laughed about this. I said, you know, her tagline is food that loves you back. And I said, oh my gosh, Emma, like here you are feeding people's energy level feeding their body giving them good fuel and then i'm over here like doing the complete opposite and she said no yours is food for the soul and i was like oh okay. she's the best she is that's, the best. Really that's is. such a sweet thing well, well it's that's true. why i eat things that emma serves so then i can eat pie well okay right? yeah mean, we're kind of having have this discussion in my house right now because my son is three like three and some change and he was he's been discovering that some foods are healthy and some foods are not and so we were oh, talking about sad realization yeah but he's really into it so he likes to know if food is healthy or not and so the other night at dinner he wanted to have some potato chips i said have my but chips are not healthy and he goes okay well then i'll have an apple too Oh, okay. So we're learning, and that's what I think this is. You can go to plant, have lunch, and then have your pie because it's all about balance, right? It is. That's what I totally agree. Right? Yes. That's why I'm going to eat the rest of my pie for dinner. I mean, that was, it's so good. We also tried the coconut cream, which was really good. It was, I normally don't order a coconut cream, but I loved that it wasn't, it wasn't like overpowering coconut flavor. It just felt a little bit kind of like the beach. I liked that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was really good. Oh, oh making my me gosh. Feel so good. Oh, my no, God. We so were, like, we lo- I mean, Catherine really loves food. I feel like I, we've talked about food in like at least three episodes. I just want you to know. No, yeah, that's probably so it's time. true. But Last time. We're excited for you to be here. I know. Here. We're so excited you're you. here. And Thank we can't you. wait to hear your story. Yes. So where are you from? Well, I was born in Wichita, Kansas, but okay. raised primarily in Pennsylvania. Oh, Near wow. Pittsburgh and the Laurel Highlands over in Ligonier. How did you make it to Pittsburgh? My yeah. father, my father's job when we when I was very young. I, I think we moved there when I was two. So I really so you have, don't remember. I have no okay. memory of Kansas, but Pennsylvania. I was there until I was about oh fifteen and a half or sixteen years old. So all my formative years there. So I loved it so much. I loved that it's beautiful for one thing, especially in the Laurel Highlands. It's just gorgeous. And we had we lived on a farm that backed up to a state park. So as far as your eye could see was nothing but you know, rolling hills and trees. Wow. It was beautiful. Did had you guys have a garden? Horse. You yeah. had a horse, horse and a, gar- and a garden oh. and a cow and some chickens. Like like the little dream world. It so did great. your mom bake? No. 
Not did at all. she like to cook? Uh, my mother loved to try new things. So like we would try, we had escargot when that became a big thing. <gasps> oh, okay. oh or, uh, doing <laughs> I've never like, tried that. Uh, what was it? She You've did? never tried escargot? No, I've never tried to cook it. I've uh, tried oh, it. There's not I much would, to I it, really. Never, yes. Yeah. You put the snails in the pan and stick the pan oh, in the right Yeah. Gosh. Some garlic butter on top. And uh, just, I remember her trying London broil. I mean, all the things that were ever, whatever was the, the rage new, at the yes. time. Trendy. Okay. She would have loved TikTok. That's what oh, she yes, needed. She, was, yes. she tried all the TikTok cooking trends. <laughs> yes, but so she didn't. But my grandmother did. Both of my grandmothers actually. So um, pie baking, I learned from my my father's mom, who Aww. lived in the, lived in Johnstown in the Laurel Mountains. So that's where I learned to to make pie. I'm sure the pie that came fresh from the farm, like all the ingredients were right there, was so good. Yes, I mean. And I feel like it's like right? one of those things no, you all day no. to do it. So with my grandmother, that was the era of the late 60s, early 70s is when all convenience things became the rage. Oh, like Crisco oh. and stuff We're like gonna, that. Yeah, moving away from any and of that whatever. fresh from the farm stuff. No, she was all about convenience. Except when it came to baking, and so, but still, like there weren't farm eggs in those pies, and oh. and uh, she still whipped cream and you know did those things, but. And her daily cooking, it was as the TV dinner kind of that she moved into. The, she happily moved into that world. I, that like to, I like to look at cookbooks from those times because it is sort of funny the way like jello molds were exactly. a big deal like, like cream of mushroom soup yes yeah. like it was funny things that they that they use we that we wouldn't even use now right but it was. It was. It was new and fancy. and Well, and it's interesting because her cookbooks are all of these amazing recipes that were her mother's, oh. all of the amazing, wonderful stuff. And then as she got older, so the time I remember her like would be from her late 40s, you know, through the end of her life is when all that convenience stuff started coming oh. out. So she made a shift to all of making things with convenience foods. Um, but her cookbooks are all of do you have her cookbooks i do have some of them yes oh my gosh that's amazing well and she did make some traditional things like she was slovak and so she made halupki so stuffed cabbage and pirohi and um those things she all made she made from scratch the best thanksgiving stuffing you've ever eaten in your life um but if it wasn't for a big meal like that it was yeah it was easy Mm mm-hmm that's yeah. interesting. I guess that makes sense, right? Because all that, I mean, it was like new technology for food. Right. And, and like, look at the trend, how now people are falling the other way. Like, thank back God. To, I know. I actually was just talking to somebody about this today. I was like, I'm so annoyed that girls in college aren't gaining weight anymore because now no. they know <laughs> nutrition. And I was saying how my freshman year, like the special K diet had come out and I was eating like oh, six bowls of special K. K a day to lose weight, which I'm like, yeah. I was stuffing my face with sugar and gluten and dairy, yes. thinking that, yeah, this is going to be Ours great. was the Atkins diet. Oh. That's what, that's what the big deal was when we were in college. Well, uh, yeah. I gained, I gained 30 pounds in college, you know, when I went left home. So. Me too. <laughs> it took so. me 25 years to I was going to say, I keep again. losing the weight and then getting pregnant. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Back. But oh so gosh. how, so you're in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Do you come to Oklahoma then, or uh, we moved? Uh, my father's job took us to Alabama after okay. Pennsylvania. So that was we had a little stop in, in Alabama for when a while. When you were a junior in high school, I was a sophomore in high school. How did you feel about that? It was terrible because who yeah. wants to move? Like I'd lived there my whole life, yeah. all my friends, all that. It was it was not, devastating. It was hard. Was Alabama different? It was different, but I loved it. I embraced it. I feel like my soul belonged in the deep south. So while I missed all of my friends. 
I don't know, something came alive in me there. I did fall We're in love in Alabama. With Dothan, and then we've oh, also lived in Huntsville. Wait, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you live in Dothan? No, but one of my very best friends grew up in Dothan. I love Dothan. Her father was the um, was the doctor in Dothan. Like the doctor? Yes, her name is Lara Bridges, and she has she's my age. She's forty seven, and she has an, an older brother an older brother her parents then i you know what when she was a senior no when she was a junior in high school they moved to alaska oh, so wow. she lived in dothan, in dothan i guess probably till like 91 and then they moved to alaska but now her parents are back in alabama and are they uh-huh. I lo- she I just loved love it and yeah. she is totally southern i mean that's I remember when I was a little girl in Pennsylvania, everybody, you know, Pennsylvania has kind of a harsh accent. Right. And I I just, when I got to Alabama and heard how those women talked and <laughs> yeah. the little babies oh. called their mother's mama and daddy, and I thought, oh, my babies are calling me mama. And I just fell in love with every part of it. The look of it, the sound of it, the food. The food. Oh. The food. Yeah, I loved it. So we were there briefly. We were there for about a year, and then we moved to Edmond, Oklahoma, okay. which I felt like we were moving to the land of... That's like the worst no stop, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but actually, my mother grew up in Oklahoma, so she was oh. coming home. She was raised in Hevener, Oklahoma. So uh, to her, it was coming home. Wow. Yeah. And was that just coincidence with your father's job? Again. That's just again. Uh, yeah. So, well, he had a choice of places to go, but he chose that because it was he felt like it would be good for my mom to be near some of her family. Edmund was much different then. It was much smaller. 1979. It was really small and uh, just a sweet, sweet. I like community. driving through the old neighborhoods of Edmond. I think yeah, that's where I raised really... my children. Oh. Yeah, yeah I love. I know that's what we talk about, Edmond. There's like there's something very charming about it. Yeah, especially yeah those older neighborhoods. They're the best. Yeah, and downtown. It's so cute. Yes, I love the main street. It's ho- kind of hopping now. Well. It's Way yeah, so it's blown than, up. I mean, it's yeah. kind of insane. I mean, I feel like sometimes there's more traffic in Edmond than there is in Oklahoma City. It has gotten a little out of control. And my like, I can't even find a parking space. What oh no, there's, there's, <laughs> there's no parking. I always say, if you drop me off where we lived when I was in high school, blindfolded, and took my blindfold off, I wouldn't know where I was. It's just so completely different now. Yeah, but. It was. So, did you graduate then from Edmond? I graduated my junior year. Um, my parents were going to move again, and um, I, I was in the volunteer. I well, not volunteered. I, I worked in the uh, counselor's office first hour. I went in crying because here we are moving again. Oh. It's about to be. I'm a. You know, it's the end of my junior year. I'm going to move to Ohio now to be a senior. I've again made friendships. I'm going to have to leave behind. And one of the counselors said, "You know." Let's look at your transcript. So we did. And I'd had so many state histories. The only thing I was missing to graduate was, was Oklahoma. Oklahoma State History. <laughs> and she's like, listen, sister, you've got all these others You're if you fine. want to graduate. So I, I graduated my junior year, nice. which was great because yeah. then I didn't have to move away right, from my friends. Right. But also then no senior year experience. And so I... I I, it was a trade-off. Yeah, it was. Um, anyway, I started living on my own that that summer. Wow. Uh, so Your parents went to Ohio, and you said, I'm staying here. We went. They went to Ohio. I went with them. Um, a girlfriend of mine went with me. We stayed there, I think, two or three weeks, and then came back to Edmond. Just, I was going to spend the rest of the summer with her, and I just never went home. I just stayed here. Rented a duplex for $145 a month. Wow. Oh, very exciting. Isn't that crazy that of all the places you lived, that you were really only here a year, mm-hmm. and this was the place you picked to stay? 
Uh, I think you know uh, something in you knows where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And I knew I needed to be there, I guess. Yeah. So did you attend college or? I have uh, probably all told um, probably the equivalent. I uh, would be the equivalent of a sophomore, my, you know, my sophomore year in college. But no, no formal education other than that. Just um, so what 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 did you do? What were you? Did you? It's so funny now. I look out the door of my pie shop. What I did was get a job as a dishwasher at the Roosevelt Grill, which is one of Chris. Do you know Chris Lauer? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yes, that's right. Okay, so Chris Lauer had the Roosevelt Grill downtown yep. Edmond. So I was the dishwasher, and then um, Martha. I cannot remember Martha's name, but uh, last name. But she did like the pastries and the the breads, and I think she did salads. Well, she got hurt in a skiing accident. And they came over and said to me at the <laughs> dishwasher, the dishwasher, like, listen, we need somebody. Can you come learn to make this stuff? So I learned to do bread. And you had done this with your grandmother. I had made pies, but not ever. And cook. I mean, I've always loved to cook, but like not for people. I mean, right. for my family. Right, for and um, so I learned to make a pecan tart. She, you know, they taught me to make a pecan Was there pecan a written tart. down recipe? Or yes, okay. there was. So I was just following, you know, what I was shown. So now when I look out and I worked there, you know, that summer and then went on to do other things. But when I look out my pie shop door now, I look at the back of that restaurant where I walk down the little alley to go oh. wash dishes every day. So it's just so funny to me that Very just all these funny. years later, yeah, yeah, there was a point to that dishwashing was, job. Exactly. Well, so you wash dishes. You wash dishes. Yeah. Learn to bake. What's kind of your career path? So I, the short version of my life is that um, I met my husband in the halls of Edmund Memorial High School. Oh. So Jay, uh, Jay was his name, Jay Young. We got married. And uh, that was about the time, talking about Edmund being just, you know, being amazing now. Well, that was about the time that the oil boom went bust. Right. So here we've got this thriving little community and then it falls oh, silent. Yeah. And so the company that he worked for um, said, listen, I, I want to keep you working. So we're going to go out of state to find jobs. They were It was a commercial construction company. So we started moving from state to state, building government projects. So he would build courthouses and federal buildings and things like that. Uh, so we um, moved all around the country. And had um, he lived in Edmond his whole life? His whole life. His whole life. And so the first place. But you're like, I already. But he probably like, felt comfortable because you had been to other places. Yeah. So he well, knew you would know what to do. It's so interesting because when I met Jay, one of the things I loved about his life is that he had lived in the same place his whole life. Right. He had all of these amazing lifelong friends, had gone, you know, all through school with all the same people. You know, like you always covet what you don't have. And I just. The grass is greener. You just think, oh, I you just always, want that. Yeah, I right. want that so much. So we get married. And, and next thing you know, <laughs> out we go. And uh, we moved to Huntsville, Alabama. That was our first move. And he said to me one day, it occurs to me that I have no skill to make friends. I've never had, had to, to, learn, yeah. to learn. I've always had friends. And uh, so it was so sweet, you know, him uh, like telling me how much he appreciated yeah. the skill of friend making and um, and my ability to do that. So uh, we did that. We moved about every 10 months, wow. 10 months to a year um, to different places. And along the way, had um, our first child in Huntsville mm -hmm. and then uh, another child. We moved back to Edmond at one point and had our second son, um, lived in Albuquerque and had our third daughter. I mean, our third child, which was our daughter. And then, um, well, well, I should say that 
prior to that, I was a dental hygienist. So I always get the fun jobs. Like I went to work as a receptionist at the dentist's office. <laughs> and they said, well, the dental hygienist. <laughs> the hygienist quit. A skiing accident. <laughs> Do you know how to clean teeth? <laughs> That's what happened. Oh, you have to, my God. You have to have like some formal yeah, training. Just, <laughs> you do now. We you won't say now. who that dentist was. Well, she's like, she came in. She said, listen, uh, do you think you want to learn to, could you learn to clean teeth? I was like, sure. Because in 19- You obviously have that kind of personality, right? People would trust. So they're like, okay, Lynn can figure it out. Well, like, she taught me. I mean, she did. And back then, you could oh do that. You could do that. 1988, you yeah. could clean teeth. You know, it was not something you needed a degree for. So that's what I did. And then when my, the, our deal was my husband and I's deal was that once our first child came, I would be a mom. I would say, I mean, I feel like motherhood is the highest calling. And so I got to stay home with my babies, all, all three of them. And then, um, we were living in, um, in, on Merritt Island in Florida, right just at Cape Canaveral. Jay was building the space camp dormitory at NASA, oh. and he was killed in a um, in a work related accident there. Oh while my you were gosh! In Cape while we were, while we lived With there, and so Isabel, my daughter, was a year and a half, and the boys <gasps> were five and seven. It's terrible. No. It's a hard time. But after I stayed there a year with them, and then moved back to Oklahoma because I knew after a year that I really wanted my children to be raised around around my husband's family yeah. because they yeah, are the they, most amazing people. They they grew him. And they raised would, him. They would know him through them. Exactly. You know? yeah. And ironically, my boys work in the same field. They are in um, commercial construction and they work with some of the people that their dad worked with. And uh, it's just the sweetest thing that oh those boys gosh. now yeah. have have relationships with people that worked with their dad. You gave them such a gift it, by well, bringing them back here. It, this Oklahoma is a gift. Yeah, it is. it is. And when I really think about that, of all the places to raise children, you can't beat Oklahoma. It's pretty great. I it's, have to say. it's amazing. So I have these three um, amazing adult children, and then um, and they got married after about five years after Jay died. I remarried, and that um, did not that didn't work out, and so that marriage ended in divorce. And then I married again, and. That marriage didn't work out, and but just, from yeah, I know. But from that um, came my our, our beautiful son Henry, and Henry's dad and I are. I mean, he's an amazing man, and we have a wonderful relationship. And um, how old is Henry? Henry is fourteen. So I have a thirty-three year old, a thirty-one year old, and a twenty-seven year old, and then I have Henry, who's Henry. fourteen. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, that, I mean, like that keeps you young. Right oh, there. absolutely. I mean, or grows you like, old quickly, well, one or the know, other. One or the two. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you guys can eat a, yeah, you can you commiserate. Yeah. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yes. Well, um, after in the midst of that second divorce, I needed to make a living. And I'd been a stay-at-home mom for 29 years. And, you know, what do you go do that's going to pay your mortgage? And I've always loved to cook. It's my love language for one thing. It's what I do because it's what I love to do. And so I was talking to some of my friends and asked, you know, like, what do you, do you think if I did like a cooked meals and delivered them, people would buy that service. And they're like, well, we would, you know, we would do that. So within two weeks, I had 33 clients doing meal, like making meals and delivering them. Uh, Were you making them and doing the delivery part mm -hmm. too? Yes. Yeah. And um, it was, it was a great little business, honestly, but I felt really convicted about the fact that I was, you're not supposed to cook from your home. 
you know, really. Is that illegal? It kind of maybe a little bit. Oh, well, you know. But the I told people you were selling it to didn't care. No, they did. That was the funny <laughs> thing. Like, so one, so you get all these people buying your food and then you start investigating a little and you discover, oh, sh- maybe shouldn't be doing this. So I go to those people, I like, I just need to let you know, this is what I'm doing. I can't. They're like, we don't care. Just just make the, the food. Yeah, exactly. Please bring me my food. We don't care where you make it. Well, then one of those, um, one of my clients one day asked if I made desserts. It was Halloween. They were having people from out of town come and they were doing their Thanksgiving um, meal at Halloween. And I said, well, like, I love to make pies. It's my favorite dessert to make. My grandmother taught me. I could make you some pies. So I did. I took four pies to them. And he called me, he and his wife actually both, and said, um, this is what you should be doing. Like, this is the best pie we've ever had. You should be doing this. Wow. Yeah. So I, I, you, I mean, did you somehow know that deep down inside that your pies were that good? Or were you just thought, I just make pies. I just make pies. I just make pies. I mean, I think all my food, food's, food's good. good. Yes, you know, clearly. I mean, I really love, I love making things from real things. Yeah. I love I scratch too. made food. Mm-hmm. Why eat if you're not going to have the best food? That's, and so, yeah. 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 I'm pointing at Catherine because I'm like. <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's the way it should be. And I feel like I. You're I feel, so good too. Well, my generation is moving like towards this, yes. right? Yeah. I mean, most millennials, I feel like, want this. Want real food. My, yeah. my mom grew up in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And so when she was from, she was born in Oklahoma, but she, her father moved around for his job a lot. And she grew up in LA. So I feel like she was a little bit of ahead of her time for Oklahoma. And uh-huh. she, we, she cooked everything from scratch all, you know, all yeah. the time. We always sat down for dinner. And so that's always where my memories of my family are at the table and watching her cook. And now we have to help her cook. Because she gets distracted, but <laughs> well, that. before you get so, too far, I have a question because, mm-hmm. like, when you're going through your divorce and you're realizing like you need an income, were you kind of like, what was that panic like? I guess, or did you not panic and just kind of like went? No, I panicked, and it was a difficult time. It was just a really emotional time, right. a time that I just was feeling very. Um, very insecure um, and maybe had been told I was, you know, not as great as you are, not great at all, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I can say that now um, yeah. because we've we've worked through all that, all those things that I'm all of that. that. But when when you're maybe told that you're yeah. you know not good enough or not worthy right. or whatever, you just kind of feel beaten down. And so um, this this. It's just funny how things work. This business right. honestly saved my life. I mean, that it's funny how, to me, how adversity often, no grit, no pearl, adversity can yeah. can bring forth, can cause the most beautiful things to blossom. And you learn things about yourself you would never know if you didn't have to go through a challenge. Right. And so that, so I, I say I have to thank Greg for, um, for the divorce. I have to thank him for that trying time because had we not gone through that, I never would have learned that I had an ability to, to really do something special. What would your advice be for somebody who's kind of like looking down the barrel of a certain, like a similar situation? And I'm only asking because, I mean, I have friends, we all have small children and They've realized that, you know, we've all been married like five, six, seven years. And some people are starting to think about this. I mean, it's unfortunate, but even like the other day, I had sort of a conversation with somebody and I was shocked just because you never think this is happening to your friends. Right. Right. But like, what would your advice be for somebody who's in 
that kind of situation where they haven't worked in a long time and they're maybe going to go through that. I think that, um, what would my advice be? Well, first of all, I think that we just need to believe in ourselves and that we're capable of so much more than we think we are capable of. And, um, None of us is an island. I think it's really important to surround yourself with people who are encouragers. And um, it's sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. So it's just things can seem worse than they really are. So I think it's essential to have a good network of people. Um, In my case, my sister was my rock. I mean, she was the person who reminded me daily that I was going to survive and that I was capable of doing anything that I put my mind to and uh, that I needed to lean on on my friends and my resources. And and I'll just say for me, um, my faith is foundational to who I am and um, I just... I have a sweet, sweet friend who passed away who used to have a, a saying like, you know, and you're knower. There's some things you just know and you're knower. And I think all along I knew that God had something bigger yeah, planned right. for me than just to fade off into the sunset and and cry away my days and and not realize my full potential. And what this has done is caused me every day to want to get up and um, live the best possible version of my be the best possible version of myself to um to add value to this world through the gifts I've been given and those while I thought I didn't have any you know yeah I didn't have any gifts but um so I would say find what your passion is and believe in the gifts that you have and then I think when you try to share those for the good of others just beautiful things happen right that's awesome I think that's such a good lesson right or message I I think I mean I've gotten one of the things I really was a surprise to me about owning Greta Sloan is the people that have come to work for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really, of all the people that work there on a regular basis, I'm the youngest one. And they're they're all sort of their children are out of the house now. They're in college or the, most of them have graduated from college and they hadn't worked a long time. And I think that some of them were in places where they didn't really know kind of what their worth was in the world. And I think that they weren't raising their children anymore. And I have really loved watching them grow and blossom and, yeah, and they're all good at something different and just being able to celebrate those gifts. And it's been a total gift to me. I mean, I'd never anticipated the relationships that I've made with the people that work for me and the gift that I hope they feel like, you know, it is to, to get to realize their gifts. I just, I, I love that. Yeah. About my job. Oh, yeah. 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 I could go down 15 rabbit trails about just that. I mean, the pie shop has just been an absolute miracle and um, just how it came about. Yeah. So you're delivering the meals and yeah. your friends call and say and they, they want the, the best they, pies ever. Yes. yes. And so I think, OK, did I'm you, a, say, do you want to invest in the pie shop? I did, well, I did. This is all <laughs> I did was uh, talk to my daughter in law and ask her if she would help me build a website, which she just pop together a website. I don't know how these people, I mean, literally the young people know you're like, no, oh, what website? Are you oh yeah, hold on this afternoon. Yeah. I'll get that together. You have the you. worst millennial though. I, I didn't do any of that. We paid no, we somebody. paid someone. We, yeah, no, no, no. Like, well, you could get like a 16 year old to do it now. Yeah. Yeah. No, Henry could do it. Yeah. Oh, well, for sure. Well, maybe not that. Kristen, my daughter-in-law just did the most amazing job. And so she put that together. And so I told my customers, okay, I feel like this is what I need to 
focus on, and I can do it legally under the Oklahoma Bakers Act. You can bake from your home. Yes, because I buy all these cookies from people. So all of a sudden, it's like, oh, "Oh, there it is. That's what I'm supposed to do. I didn't realize there was an Oklahoma Bakers Act, because I do buy cookies from people's homes. make tacos, but you can bake a cake? Well, because things, you shouldn't be handling raw meats or anything that you could could be an issue with food poisoning or things like that. But there's eggs. Could you bake the quiche? I didn't make, because anything I could do without meat in it, I did. Okay, you did. So I went 100% legit then. I thought, okay, here's my opportunity. I'm going to do what the state of Oklahoma says I can do from my home. And so I started making, put that little website up, started making pies. What Um, was your business called to begin with? Mana Eatery. Mana Eatery. Yes. And the reason behind that is um, while I was going through all of this, (laughs) uh, going through, I can't talk without my hands. While I was going through all of this, I was doing a a Bible study and we were studying. Oh, manna. manna, uh So I was like, manna. manna, So in the, in that story, in the Bible, uh, the Israelites are wandering in the desert. They have no food. So God showers down manna every day and they go pick up just he tells them just get enough for the day no more than you need for your family and I needed to pay my mortgage and I needed to pay soccer dues and I needed to buy groceries and I needed to pay the dent you know just all the things the fact that you just mentioned soccer in this though is a lesson right right (laughs) I'm looking at you Catherine it is well competitive soccer (laughs) I need a second mortgage to pay for the soccer competitive if you're traveling that was us I'm just gonna I'm gonna file that one away (laughs) my husband just started playing soccer like two weeks ago yeah (laughs) yeah it's I loved it though we loved it that was our family we loved it but it occurred to me one day uh, that everything I needed to pay for it seemed like I got just enough orders to cover my needs that day. Wow. Every day. And again, I'm going to go back to it. My faith is my foundation. And um, I thought I'm naming my business Mana because every day it gives me just what I need. And um, so I do that for about two and a half years, I guess. And pies sell like crazy around the holidays. In the summer, they sell like crazy. But then you have those little dry spells where you're not selling just a ton of pies. And that soccer, you know, it does not oh, quit. it does not quit. <laughs> and so uh, my daughter and I, um, well, I'll back up a tiny bit. A friend of mine said, Lynn, I found the perfect spot for your pie shop. It's at the gas station at the corner of 2nd Broadway in Edmond. It would be perfect. Where the oh, diner or the sun Where Sunnyside is. So uh-huh. I go flying over there, call the number on the wall. Hey, I'm sitting in the parking lot. I sure, like, love this building. Uh, wondered what you're asking. And it was like... I don't remember. 1.4 million, 1. Point, oh, like uh-huh. I'm You're just like, trying to pay okay. soccer You're dues. Like, um, like that's a lot of pies. Thank you. Bye-bye. Back to the kitchen. <laughs> so, I tuck that away and no, it's just not the time for that cuz I decided I was big enough that I would love to have a little shop somewhere. So, um eventually a diner opens on that location. My daughter Isabel and I go in yeah. there and guess what? They have no dessert and, and it's a diner. They had a cinnamon roll. I was like, "What in the world? This is a diner. You should have Pies. pies. You should have my pies. So I went home and I made four pies. It's like the magic number. Oh, and yeah, I right. took them in there and it just so happened that the owners were in that, that day. They were taste testing some new menu items. And um, What did you bring them? Which pies? I brought them a chocolate mocha, a coconut, uh, I think a strawberry white chocolate, Maybe a key lime. I don't remember what the fourth one was. I feel was. like okay. it's like Mystic Pizza. Have you seen Mystic Pizza? No, it's pizza? like Waitress. 
where she makes all the pies. Well, so in Mystic Pizza, though, they come to, you've seen Oh, Mystic yeah, Pizza, Mystic right? It's oh with God, the best. Julia Roberts, yes, right? Yes, and, and yeah. the food critic comes in, and they're like, oh, my God, the food critic's here, the guy's here, the guest, you know, the right. gastronomy, whatever. What should we do? And she goes, just give him this one. Like, she doesn't make, like, the special one. She's like, they're all good. Like, uh, right? I just like took four. I just, yeah, just put together four. four. Well, well I just wanted great. to know, just so people can know, I know like. know, what the. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, so I take them. And then the the girl, her name is Molly. I call her the pie angel because she was the one that was like, they're here. Like, go sit down at the bar. There's That's them. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm just going to leave. No, sit down. So I go sit down. I'm like, here. There's a person here, here. And then here they are over here with some other people. And um, she's like, oh order some breakfast so I do and then but then I and they take my pies away and put them in the back and I thought oh well you know we'll not today taste them later someday yeah. well shortly here comes my breakfast and here goes my pie buy on plates to them and then talk about like I instantly started sweating sweating because oh. I'm like they're gonna try that in front, front of, of me, me. do they, they know that it's you sitting no. oh they have so no they idea. don't okay okay they have no idea where the pie came from oh, and so my gosh. I'm trying to eat and, and look, you're like I'm looking at this lady like the this lady next to me finally looks at me like are you okay <laughs> I said I'm so sorry <laughs> They're t- like I tell her what's going on. Yeah. She's like, oh. So she tells the lady next to her who she doesn't know. <laughs> so the whole counter is the like three of on us. it. What are they saying? What are they saying? You know, it's like you hope that by the time it gets back to you, it's really what they're right. saying. But um, anyway, they finished and left, and I finished. And Molly came over to me, and she said that was like perfect timing that they were here. And about that time, Allie, one of the part, one of the owners, came over, and she said, "Did you?" bring the pie in and I said yes I did well listen we would love to talk to you about selling pies in our diners which is the whole point because if I could have a steady gig right you could have them all year round yes, yes. Right. that was the point of taking them I was elated so they schedule an appointment I go it's I think a week later I think and um I get into one of their other diners, Sunnyside over there on MacArthur, and they're two partners that own Happy Plate Concepts uh Shannon Roper and Allie Cunningham and I sat down, hadn't met Shannon. And before a word was breathed about pies in the shop or anything, he said, hey, like, I, I don't know you or anything about you, really. But if you've ever dreamed of or thought of or hoped to open a pie shop, I would I would invest in you. Oh, my God. That look that you just had was the look I had. I, except my, for I my wanted mouth to, is wide open. I so wanted, he was obviously sitting at the, he was one of the people sitting yes, at the Yes, it was the two of them. <gasps> yeah, and some other people, but I don't right, know who they were. Yeah. Okay. And so... So I I almost started bawling. It was all I could do not to just start sobbing right there. And um, like I pray, I had prayed for just a break, just a yeah. break, just yeah. give me a, just a break. And but who dreamed ever? So he said, well, you know, I said, I said, yeah, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Said, Actually, I yeah. wanted your space in Edmond. I don't have to think about up. it. Yeah, just yeah. Like, and he said, uh, oh, well, let's not put the cart before the horse. Let's get the pies in the diner first. So we set the date, which was going to be two weeks later to get the pies in the diner and about a week later he called me and he said hey I found a location for the pie shop so we had, still didn't even have the pies, pies in the, in the shop diner. so he hadn't even done really business with you yet no he knew nothing he didn't of, know that you were actually going to deliver the pies he knew n- nothing other than he tasted my pies at the counter that day um, so we had there were a couple locations that we, we had an initial one that didn't pan out and then another one that didn't pan out and then Edmund came available he called me and said well, I found this one come take a look and so I did and long story short um, they 
I have the most beautiful pie shop and the most amazing little business. No, it's not a little business. It's a fantastic business. And um, it's just been... So how long ago was that? How long did it take from when they tasted the pies at Sunnyside... To when you opened It's the been pie two shop. years, okay. about two and a half years now, but we had a year of pandemic. Right. Oh, yeah. So everything just fell. And actually, we had we had the building, we had the location, and then everything just fell silent during the pandemic year. Um, and then we started building, uh, doing the build out about mid year during the pandemic, and we opened March 1st this year. It's like the miracle story. It's like the best. Who. Who, who invites you to a meeting and says, hey, I'd love to invest me, in a pie shop. Let me yeah. build you a pie shop. And when they call you up and say, you know, uh, it's this is yours. Make it how you want it. I mean, you just make the pie shop the way you want it. So it's like my dream shop. Well, and when I went, it was packed. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were people eating lunch. What do you have? Like we do, we have we have. So we call them our savory pies, right? Like quiches, quiches, and, and do you like salad. Side salad? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And we have three amazing salads, and we make all of our dressing from scratch. Oh, so, I only eat it from scratch. Uh-huh. Yeah, why would yeah, why no. would you Actually, eat it? That's very true. She's that's why I don't. Picky, well, yeah. I'm not going to name names, but there are places I don't go because they don't our make dressing their dressing. Is, yeah. Uh, what's the point? Yeah. So we make everything from scratch there. We're about to add some soups, so <gasps> that'll perfect. broaden our. Oh, what it's kind of soup. Well, so this week we experimented, and we we're going to do a roasted butternut squash soup yum, 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 yum. with spicy pepitas on top. It'll be great. And then because you need a little bit of summer in the middle of winter, we're going to do a roasted tomato basil soup. So cream or no cream? No cream because Yay, I'm trying. I like no cream. Yes. I, I just want our people who do not want dairy to yeah. come be able to have that. That's actually wonderful because I think it is really hard to find a good hard. tomato soup that doesn't mm-hmm. have cream in no it. No cream. And every time, I mean, I always ask. And not that I don't eat cream. I, mean, I eat everything. It doesn't matter to me. But I don't need to be eating that cream. all day. Yeah, and yeah, I always exactly. say cream. Well, if you're coming to get yes. pie... You'd like to have the soup like without the cream. cream. Yes, exactly. If you're going to have the cream on your pie. pie. I do not want it on my side. Wow, that's amazing. So you actually, do you still send the pies to the Sunnyside Diner? Can you still get your pies there? And they also, Happy Plate Concepts owns the four Sunnyside Diners, and then they have the original S&B Burger Joint Uh, on 59th. uh Oh, yeah. Next to the Best Buy. Yes. And then they have uh, Taqueria El Camino in the inside the rail yard, which is amazing. Oh, I haven't, oh, I haven't been, there. been there. Yeah, so I've they, only been to the pizza place. Yeah, they have those those concepts. So S and B Burger Joint sells our pies, and then the diner in Edmond does. But they'll be in all the diners pretty soon. So, wow. and that's how it started. They started in the diners, but then the pandemic, so everything yes. shut down, and and so we're just getting so them. So what back happened in. in the pandemic? What what it was another hurdle, obviously, probably to get. It over was. I just kept selling pies from home because for the first two weeks, the whole world was baking. That's true. Yes, I was going to say mm-hmm. how did, I, people were baking their own pies. In the right. Pandemic. So no, no orders the first two weeks. Um, about the third week of the pandemic, uh, people are calling me saying. Yeah, that's that's when I, I tried this. It doesn't taste. That's taste when we it. realized I can't get the crust right. that we right. weren't just staying home for two weeks. Right, right, right. Everybody was tired. Yeah, and so uh, my business. I had a booming pandemic year because people love pie. I would. I mean, <laughs> I wish I would have known. <laughs> like, yeah. No, it's a, well, maybe. It's it would, could, yeah, maybe it was better. I didn't know, but still. <laughs> <I would've. laughs> Although my steps were so high, I was walking so much oh, yeah, to get out of the house. Oh yeah, nothing else to do. You yeah. just walked oh, around. Oh my gosh. All the time. So that's incredible. So now the shop is open. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're expanding the menu, we are. and you have the whoopie pies, which is what Huffman got. 
I got a piece of pie. Do you sell whole pies? I'm guessing we sell whole pies every day. We have an assortment of whole pies whole available. Pies. Just okay. kind of it's and just then luck can of the draw. Order forty eight hour notice. Okay. You can have whatever you want. We just have forty eight. You know, just need forty eight hours. Otherwise, it's not luck of the cherry draw. though because cherry's going out of season. Cherry's you going want cherry? Out. You better get there by Friday. Exactly. Will that be tomorrow? No, two days. Two days. Two, oh, that will be tomorrow. Oh, yeah, because yeah. we come out on Thursday. Yeah. Gosh, chop, so chop. But there'll be other wonderful things on there. So, uh, so how did you expand? I mean, it was you making pies in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. How did you go from that to an entire pie shop where you're you can't be baking this many pies? What's the how most, did you teach people? How did you find people? Well, first of all, it was the most exhilarating and terrifying thing I've ever done in my life because it's just. It's one thing when you're working on your own time frame and you're in your own kitchen and you're familiar. And I've never, the learning curve was crazy because I cooked, here's one my plug for KitchenAid, because I, I my KitchenAid oh, oven my has kitchen. cooked 5 million pies and it's still going. But I did four at a time, eight max on a big, you know, like if I, right. that's the most I could do at once. And then you have an oven that can do 32 pies at a time. Uh, everything is just different. It's just such a grander scale. Are you and just like the first time you did a 32 pie oven, were you just freaking out about like all of the different, pie? like <laughs> I, I would be like, because they're probably like sort of like your babies almost. When well, they, they go, are. Yeah. It's all really personal. And if you mess right. up one, you mess up the other Thirty-one, right? right? Like, <laughs> or like, do the ones on the bottom cook? I know, the same cook as faster. Does it like circulate them through the whole what thing? It's just the whole thing. You burn some pies, and um, you fill it. Well, you just make mistakes. You do a lot of them, and also yeah. what we pride ourselves on is small batch pies. We make two crusts at a time. You know, I mean, if you, the more you do, you you lose something. That flaky right. crust goes away. We don't want a shortbread crust. We want. Our signature flaky crust. It and is so, flaky. I, I, will, I was going to say, test it's flaky. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. We're well, so. And you're, well, mine and was a different. What, mine was more because like I asked cracker. if there was a difference because the key lime crust is a little darker than the banana, but you were saying it's the same. Oh no, I thought you meant the same as other, other key, key limes. limes. Oh, no, that's a graham cracker, that's a graham crust, cracker crust, and that is a good old fashioned pie crust. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, two different crusts. We yeah. make two crumb crusts. Our uh, peanut butter pie has a chocolate wafer crust. It's a crumb crust, and and then. Graham cracker. Graham well, so cracker. okay, that's what I was like. They look different. different. <laughs> but then you're like, okay, that makes total sense. I didn't stuff. understand what you're asking, but uh, did so, you have someone come and help you, or you literally figured this out on your own? No, well, um, we had um, initially it was myself and two other girls, and then we quickly learned that it was going to take a lot more of us to make pie. So then I had a couple girls come on board, and they could only work part time because they had other jobs. And I spent just a lot of hours, like about 4 a.m. to about 2 a.m. And then back there at 4 a.m. <laughs> you have a little cot? No, I, I, I was going to put a Murphy bed in the bathroom. where you live, now you live where you cook. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It was that way um, for about a month. And um, now we have, the pie shop is so much more than a, yeah. about pie. It has become the most wonderful place with the most beautiful women. We have a couple of guys. I was say, I thought a guy served me. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, and maybe we need a guy at Greta. That's really <laughs> kind of fun. I mean, <laughs> I mean add a little d- dynamic to the whole little, yes. little masculine energy. And did they find you? Did you find them? How did you? Uh, my daughter to my, my key bakers uh, came from my daughter. She oh, knew nice. them. And then, uh, then we hired a friend, 
kind of friends, you know, just friends who knew people and and that might be interested in baking. And so we just end up with this amazing crew. One of our bakers who's gone off to college had her cousin come over. And so she's now one of our bakers. And um, we had a couple of girls that worked at one of the other concepts who are just the hardest working people on the planet. And they've come over. And um, so we went from the three of us and uh, the, girl, the bakers would come in and say, you know, this all night thing, it's, is, not, it's not a thing. It's, it's not a thing. It's a temporary thing. And once we're here full time, it won't be a thing anymore. And I didn't believe them. But sure enough, they've taught me to do what I do so much better because they have they'd worked in the restaurant industry. So they knew how how production worked. And right. so that was I've learned from them and how to how to do more volume, but not compromise the integrity of the product. So we keep our same small batch deliciousness, but we have learned to do it on a grander scale. So they have taught me, you just learn so much and, and truly have become like a, a family. We hired um, a, a woman not too long ago, and she sent a text on our group me last night to tell us that um, her soul felt filled being at the pie shop, Aww. just being in that space with those amazing That's what a pie women. shop is supposed to be, right? Well, it doesn't that, I mean, that's what I imagine in my head. It's really warm in there. And so, I know, yeah, it's really, really sweet. So really what has happened is this, that pie is just a vehicle for what the whole purpose of that shop is. And for me... It's about loving on people, getting people to come in the door in a place where there's not a television. We have music in the background, but it's soft and yeah, but, it yeah. adds to the ambiance. It doesn't take away from the atmosphere. Um, our tables are really small, so you have to sit face snuggle to face. Up. I love to yes. snuggle up at a table. People have forgotten what conversation is, what it means to look eye to eye and to put your phone away. Yeah, And so for us... To have people come in and see our cohesive team where we all love each other and we're a family on this side of the glass. And then you become our new family, our guests do, to the point that the other day this guy walked in and everybody's, you know, like, cheers. Hey, Norm. Okay, so we're like, Brian. And when Brian walks in, he sees Craig, who's another guest, who they've met just from being in the pie shop. And <laughs> like so Starbucks. he's like, he says hi to all the girls. And he's like, and and, Brian, and Craig, you know, so. Was it where everyone yeah, knows your name? Yes, exactly. Like cheers song. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, um a man came in and he said, uh, it was the day I on purpose do not watch the news. And this gentleman came in and he said, I'm here because I cannot bear to watch what's happening on the news right now. And this is my this is my comfy place. He said comfy. And I'm just here to hang out with you girls for a minute, have a piece of pie. So I just see that our community is hungry for um Places to gather, yeah. places to be, to have conversation, places. And if you, know, if you just happen to get some really wonderful pie or quiche or a salad, that's just icing. That's just topping on the pie. Yeah. That's just topping <laughs> no on the icing, pie. Right. That's right. Topping on the pie. Um, th- that pie shop is, I feel like, a really special place. And I feel like um, Ed- Edmund has just embraced us. And we're so humbled by the amazing outpouring of people and the love of our pie and the love of our our, our team and it's just I can't just it's just funny how life can go from such a dark yeah. place to such a beautiful place yeah and I'm just makes me emotional Aww. well I'm thinking back to the to the 
people who invested in the pie shop. And it was just, it was like this, you were telling the story again, right? You were the dishwasher and someone said, can you do this? And you said, yeah, I can do it. And then <laughs> yeah, exactly. You were the receptionist to the dental office. And they clean said, can you clean teeth? teeth? You're like, yeah, I can clean teeth. And yeah, like, can you open a pie shop? Want, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah of course shop? I can. Like, yeah. There must be, there's just something about you, I guess, that people trust and they know that you're going to figure it out and that you're going to make well, it happen. And Thank you for saying that. I mean, but I will say the great blessing here is that I know nothing about running a business or didn't. Um, that's what Shannon and Allie through Happy Plate brought to me is their amazing set of wisdom and knowledge and to all the tools they have. They have some very successful um, businesses, yeah, uh, concepts. Right. And so to be the recipient of all of the mistakes yeah. they've made over the years, I mean, all of the bumps and bruises that have caused them to be just this shining star in the industry of what they do, I get to be the recipient of that. Yeah, it's and like I Shark Tank. Right. <laughs> my, yeah. my favorite show. Yeah, yeah so, but even better. Cause but it even just, better. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I, so this is totally, I would be, all I know how to do is bake the pies. And, um, and I've got uh, people who learn easily because I'm not a great teacher. And so they've just picked up and elevated what I did. And then just to have, you know, happy plate concepts back me up in such an amazing way is just a gift like no other. I love that. Well, so that kind of brings me to our first final question. Wait, I have a one. It's it's only a one word. Okay. 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 It could be a two word answer. You don't have to tell me. Butter or shortening? You'd, butter. I'm so glad to hear you because say that. Why would you why ever would you put ever use shortening? shortening? Mm-hmm. Okay. I always, I, I always thought that, that was Is that weird. your test? That's my test. Oh I mean, I gosh. figured I didn't take, I, I think you can really taste it, but I was, but you know, there's like a war out there of some people think one way, some people think the other. Mm-hmm. I can't ever, I, yeah, I wouldn't think it would be shortening, right? It's, I've never tried it that way. Well, that's how pie has been made for, since Crisco came on right more, exactly because you know, yeah. so, it was that new it's, right you know the grandma thing so yeah interesting yeah well so our first final question is about the future mm-hmm. so the pie shop in 10 years yourself in 10 years and then we always ask about kind of where you think I guess it's more Edmond in this case than Oklahoma we City need to change we need to be like met- the metro I hate yeah. that word really necessarily but we need to figure out a, like a word to encompass everything I don't even know, but but Edmund, let's but say Edmund. we'll say Edmund just because they're yeah. yeah neighbors to the north. What do you see kind of for the future of those three things? So the pie shop, yes, um, probably more of them. I see an empire of pie shops. What I see, so well, we just don't ever want to turn. It always has to stay small and sweet. That um, the concept of the pie shop can't change, or why would we have it? I don't want to turn into something that loses the sweetness of what that should be and I don't want our product to change and so if we can do that in a way in a grander way and that not change then that's what we want so but I see you know more pie shops in our future this sounds so silly maybe but I grew up just coveting all of the pages of Southern Living Magazine. I loved it. And always in the back, there's a little place and little small writing that says, hey, if you're ever in wherever, right, right, right. make sure you go visit this hole-in-the-wall place. So I, before the days of diners, drive-ins, and dives, I would always get those magazines out before a trip. Okay, I remember in North Carolina, we should go to this place. And that I want, I will feel like I have arrived, that the girls at the pie shop, that all of us have arrived if Rail Yard Pie Company shows up in the back of Southern Living and says, when you're in, please go to, to the Rail Yard Pie Company. So 
When I get to it's hang that on happen. the wall, yeah, I, from I your lips sure. to God's you, ears, yeah, like I, I'm all about speaking things into existence. Well, I know. Does that sound silly? But no. that's, that was my childhood. Like that's the childhood. That no, childhood that's, thing. Yes. So we've got to figure out how that happens. Like, how do you end up in the back? So we, need, you know, who we need to call. Oh no, she was in a Bon Appetit, not Southern Living. Oh, yeah, Elizabeth Haskell. Oh. Wait, um, I know somebody who writes for okay, Southern. We're, yeah, yeah, we're we're, yeah. Okay, yeah, good. Okay, so okay. Th- we will know we've arrived then. And um, and then what was the what next? So well, you, Edmund, you personally, maybe. Just, I, I want this. I want to be able to enjoy this journey and never, ever forget how much I have to be thankful for, you know? Yeah. I think you can get so caught up in things and the busyness of things. So in the next 10 years, I want to look back and feel just as grateful for this opportunity as I do now. Um, I want, um, I want our community. I want Edmond. I want the city, Oklahoma city to feel like, um, myself along with that pie shop has added great value to our, to our community. That's what I want in 10 years to people say, oh, that pie shop, remember that started? Yeah. I want it to be a little destination, you know. I think it kind of already is. Oh, I want, that's what I want it to be. I mean, at least for me now it is. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like Catherine's yes. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what do you see kind of for the future of Edmond? I remember Edmond, as I said, when it was a just a bustling little town before the oil boom went bust. And then it fell yeah. silent. And now to be on the ground floor as life is being breathed back into Edmond. It's the it, best. Especially downtown, oh, right? Oh, yes. It's yeah. just, the, it, it's bigger. It's going to be bigger and better than it ever was in a small town kind of way. They're building um, housing downtown that'll make downtown a whole walkable district and, you know, little grocery stores. We've, it's just, everything about Edmond is um, changing in such a wonderful way. And to be a part of that, just just the face of that is so exciting and um Edmund somehow um through all the years in the growth that has not lost its charm and I don't see that happening even with this uh this new growth good so just it's just a great place Edmund is a great place to grow I think that's our city's little okay. is it uh-huh and oh, it well, is that's the, real, that's the real slogan or I think it mean? is no I think Edmund I think that's our Edmund is a great place to grow it's not like home of some country stars. No, <laughs> Shannon Miller. Hello. Oh, Shannon Miller. Yes, it's on the sign. That's right. I knew it was somebody that Shannon Miller's like. The It'll best. be somebody else soon. Probably. Yeah. Well, so. Okay, our final yeah. question. Are you ready? So, your best friend from Pittsburgh, from outside Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. comes to visit. And you pick them up at the airport and you have the whole day to take them to do whatever you want in Edmond and Oklahoma City and the surrounding areas, what do you take them to do? It would be my sister from Columbus, Ohio. Oh, there we go. Okay. And uh, I would pick her up and I have been dying to go to the new, um, the museum first first, first Americans. Americans oh yeah I, know, I cannot wait to. to go I haven't gone either well, well just opened last weekend right it, so you're yes. not, we're not that yeah. far behind yes. and we're um, of Native American descent we're Choctaw Choctaw oh, nice. tribe and so to get to go there I hear there's a great restaurant I don't know if it's opened yet oh, but there will be okay. with um, authentic um, Native, Native American, American cuisine. cuisine yeah so very excited about that and then just 
our downtown Oklahoma City area is just amazing. All of the growth, so much to see. We'd have to eat a lot all day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What are your favorite spots when you're not at the pie shop? Obviously, oh Sunnyside. I love Sunnyside. I my daughter works at the Jones, and I love the oh, Jones. She does. She does. We, yes. That's like. I swear, 90% of our guests there, say the Jones. And there really has not been an episode probably where we haven't talked about the Jones. Probably. Because they do great things. <laughs> you're, welcome, great yes, yes. you're welcome, Brian. You're welcome. You're <laughs> welcome. Please invite us to But they, they, their attention to detail, I think, That's is really what makes it special. Yes. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll sing the praises of Edmund, too. I love Cafe 501. Oh, yeah. It's just so been around great. for so so long. People, I just, you know, you just forget that it's there, but it's Such amazing. Such a staple. Yeah, I love 501. Those are, I mean, that sounds like a pretty good day. Yeah, yeah be a great day. We uh, have pie shit pie at the end, well, or yes, in the middle, of course, and yeah. for breakfast. Oh, yes. and then wait, one more question. Oh. What's your favorite pie? Tart cherry is my favorite pie. Tart cherry of all time. You can't beat it. If it's you made, cannot. you cannot beat it. So, are you going tomorrow, Catherine? I'm thinking about it. Yeah. We can yes. get we can get some to you. We can make sure you, you know get some that to I, you. I am in Edmond three days a week for soccer. <laughs> so sometimes it all I'm, comes back to soccer. Sometimes I'm looking for, for something soccer. to do while I'm waiting for soccer because it's too long to come all the way home and go back. So you have a new place Maybe. to hang out on Saturday. Oh no, I'm gonna be in Dallas on Saturday. I'll make it for the tart cherries. Okay. Yeah. Well, Lynn, this is amazing. I know. Your story Thank you is so, so wonderful. much. Thank you. Thank you for the pie. Yes. Oh, so oh my gosh. Pie. I like, at one point during our conversation, I looked at it and my <laughs> mouth started watering. <laughs> well, I was thinking, do you think it'd be rude to take a pie while we're doing the interview? <laughs> little ASMR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I can't wait to come to the show. Thank you so much. And listen, yes. thank you for having me. Yeah. What a treat this is. I literally, t- I ate my pie and I was like, I called Emma. I was like, I need to get whoever owns us on the podcast she was like yeah lynn's great <laughs> okay perfect oh goodness i love her well yeah. we'll we'll see you at the shop sounds okay. great thank you thanks bye. bye bye thank you so much for joining us today we truly appreciate your listening to these stories you can find us on instagram at action city okc or for business inquiries email us at hello at actioncityokc.com Action City is produced by Blacken Studios. You can find the studio on Instagram and Facebook at Blacken Studios. Creative services provided by Ranger Creative. Music written and performed by Kansas City Bankroll.